Welcome back to the Markout Movie Podcast. This is Brandon Spivey, and today I'm doing um, Wrestling with the Marks, Episode 2. I'm doing a review of WCW Sold Out 2000. So I'm really just going to get into a little bit about uh, what was supposed to happen and what actually happened. So leading up to this pay-per-view, we were supposed to have Bret Hart defending the WCW world title against Sid Vicious. Uh, For old WWE fans out there, you knew him as Psycho Sid. Uh, But he was in WCW prior to WWF era uh, as Sid Vicious. He was even even in the Four Horsemen. Um, But yeah... Uh, Sid came in late 99, I believe. I believe it was late 99. If not, it was mid-99. And he <clears throat> had he couldn't be Psycho Sid, so he became the Millennial Man. You know, and he's, he wanted Goldberg. And he finally got Goldberg. And he didn't get beat by Goldberg, really. Uh, but the referee stopped the match and everything. And then he fought Nash in a powerbomb match. He didn't get beat there either, uh... Nash won the match, but it wasn't because of that. So they protected Sid. Uh, and uh, anyway, he started feuding with Bret Hart. Bret Hart turned, uh, became a leader of the NWO. Uh, but he got injured at Starcade 99 and by Goldberg. Everyone knows the infamous super kick to, the, to Bret and gave him concussions. So he was injured. Hidden into his pay-per-view, but they didn't tell an injury angle to him. Did nothing of that of that nature. They had a chance to on the last thunder because he was beaten up real bad. But it was all ruse, you know. It, it, it was NWO stuff, and um, so they, that was that was a mistake on their part. The other big match that was supposed to happen was basically a three stages of hell match. Between Chris Benoit and Jeff Jarrett. And it was supposed to be for the United States title. They wrestled each other at Starcade 99. In one of the best. Absolute best ladder matches I've ever seen. I hadn't seen it prior to that. But yes. Benoit, Jeff Jarrett put on a clinic. It was better. In my opinion. It was better than Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. WrestleMania 10. In my opinion. And that's considered. You know. The best. By a lot of people. Of course, the other people think at WrestleMania 2000, the ladder match between Edge and Christian, Dully Boys, Hardy Boys is the absolute best. Um, my personal favorite ladder match, uh, I don't know. I mean, you had so many good ones. Uh, I remember Eddie and RVD on Raw was really good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I can't say. Because I haven't seen them all, so I can't say. But if Shawn Michaels is not mentioned, I know some people would probably get upset at me. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm all big on Shawn. But I don't know. I mean, Shawn and Razor was really good. But Benoit and Jeff Jarrett, they stole the show at Star K99. Star K99 wasn't a great show by any means. No WCW pay-per-view in my eyes since the Hogan era, since he came on board, has really been a great show. Uh, before Hogan, I would say there was a few. That were really good. and But since Hogan. I'm not blaming it on Hulk Hogan by any means. I love the Hulkster. But I don't know. that the rest, They just didn't have the talent. And then when they had the talent. They didn't use the talent. <laughs> I, they 
kept it old school. They kept it. The old timers had to have their spot on pay-per-views. And a lot of times they just really couldn't produce a five-star match. Or even a four-star match. Just the way it goes. Sometimes they would. But usually it didn't happen. But that those two matches were supposed to be your main events. You also had Kevin Nash feuding with Terry Funk. Funk... And this is ridiculous. You're going. If you haven't seen WCW 2000 or 99, here's what they call themselves. It was Terry Funk, Arn Anderson, Paul Orndorff, and uh, I'm trying to think who the other guy was. There was one more. Oh, Larry Zbysko, right? They call themselves the Old Age Outlaws. They couldn't come up with anything better. Even on air, Tony Schiavone even said the New Age Outlaws on, on one, one of the WCW Monday Nitros. But anyway, this was for... They were wrestling for uh, who would control WCW, who would become the new commissioner. And Terry Funk just got it like weeks prior. So it really made no sense. But anyway. But my favorite feud going into this pay-per-view was Buff Bagwell and DDP. They did a really good job with this angle. You really thought Buff had slept with Kimberly. And they really did a good job in promoting that angle. DDP and Buff were at their best in promoting this. Um, this was a good angle. So we'll, I'll go into details if it was a good match. But I'll start it off. Uh, okay, so Brett got injured. Couldn't compete, right? And they made up some in injury angle for Jeff Jarrett that he was concussed too. Uh, because he got beat by Jimmy Snuka. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he got beat by Jimmy Snuka in the cage match. Thanks to Benoit's hit butt. Yeah, so um, they made up an injury angle for him. Nothing leading up to the pay-per-view suggested he was injured. But that night, your double main event is squashed. You realize you're going to have a really bad show now. Because what people were excited. And I was very excited to see Jeff Jarrett and Chris Benoit. Leading up to it. I was very excited. Because I know what they did at Starcade, And I'm sad I didn't get to see it. And then Brett's injured. Brett and Sid probably wasn't going to be that great anyway. Um, and I got to say this. Bret Hart in WCW just wasn't the same. As he was in WWE. Uh, he just he just wasn't. I think he. I can honestly say. He had one really good match. And it was his first match in WCW. And that was against Ric Flair. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me get a little bit of this water. But yeah, that I just didn't think they were going to have a good match. The previous matches they had in WCW weren't that good. But anyway, that started off. Billy Kidman was facing Dimalenko in a one-on-one -on -one match. Now this was supposed to be Filthy Animals versus the, Re the Revolution, right? Revolution was supposed to have... A a surprise, you know, a mystery partner. But since Brett's injury, it, it screwed up the whole pay-per-view. It screwed up everything, and it really didn't need to. Uh, here's what they could have done. The winner between Benoit and Jeff Jarrett could have got a title shot with Sid. You know, the winner faces Sid for the title. And you didn't have to change anything else. But they did. They changed everything else. Uh, so, this was just a regular wrestling match. But it's not. Uh, this is Dean Malenko's last WCW match. 
and it lasted two minutes and 36 seconds. Um, he rolled out of the ring, and he gets to, he gets eliminated. That's just what happened. I, I don't. I never heard anything like it before. I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm baffled at this point. I'm like, what are they doing? What are they doing? He rolls out of the ring and he's disqualified. He's eliminated. The winner's Billy Kidman. What? This is Kidman and Malenko. This could have been match of the night. What are you doing? Vince Russo, Eric Bischoff, whoever was in control at this point in time. I, I, I'm not even sure. Because they killed the angle of Vince Russo. <clears throat> when Terry Funk came back, they killed that angle. So, I want to say ben, uh, Bischoff was working with Russo at this point in time. But I'm not sure, but it was dumb, it was stupid, It you could have had a classic here to open up your show. No, they fell flat on their face from day, from moment one. And here we go, next match, right? Vampiro faces David Flair and Crowbar with Daphne. Supposedly, it's a triple threat, but it's more of a handicap match. Um... Crowbar was okay in the ring. David Flair was awful. Uh, he never got better. Uh, he, he's not Charlotte. Uh, you know. Um, Vampiro won the match. And there was nothing uh, good about this match. Uh, oh, my stars for Kidman and Malenko. I give that 0 0.5 stars. 0 0.5. Um... It just wasn't a good match. Vampiro winning this match. Nothing really exciting happened in the match. Basic handicap match. Uh, nothing exciting happens. I give it a 1. So, your first two matches off to a really bad start. <laughs> you know? And I like Vampiro. I thought he was a really good talent in WCW. When I was watching... I, I didn't. I missed all of 2000. Though I didn't see anything. I heard about it, but didn't see anything. So this is all fresh eyes coming. And because um, I'm watching on the network, I've been watching since 1983. We're not. The, obviously, I've been watching the network since 1983. But when the network started, I started from there. I wanted to watch the history. So first thing I actually did was watch the ECW pay-per-views. Some are actually pretty good. Uh, I love RVD. But, you know, some were actually pretty good. Then I started with the history. And I didn't watch ECW. Um, I wanted to do just WCW and WWF at the time. So, but anyway, yeah, let's move on to the next match. Uh, tag team match. Big Vito and Johnny the Bull with Disco Inferno took on the Harris Brothers, Ron and Don. Um, crowd was dead, uh, which was usually the case in WCW. <laughs> um, nothing happened. Nothing exciting. It was an average match. Um, it went 9 minutes and 33 seconds. And Disco Inferno pushed, uh, I believe it was Big Vito off the top rope. He landed on one of the Harris Brothers, got the pin. Um, but... It was kind of a boring match. Even the crowd was chanting, this is boring, during the match. So, it wasn't a very good one. Uh, I, again, I give it a 1. I mean, there's not much to talk about because nothing really happened. You know, just a basic tag team match. Uh, and the crowd chanted, this is boring. So, you're 0 for 3 at this point. There's 12 matches. You're 0 for 3. Not off to a good start. And it's going to get worse right here. 
Okay. Cruiserweight championship match, right? <clears throat> Medusa is the champion. A woman. Which works today because you got <clears throat> a woman being world heavyweight champion in TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever they're called today. So, she's the cruiserweight champion. She won the belt at Starcade by beating Evan Courageous. <laughs> so, um, she's taking on Oklahoma, who originally came in just to make fun of JR. He was a, a JR ripoff. Uh, he had Dr. Def Steve Williams with him. Dr. Def, it lasts a month, and he's, he's out after Starcade. Uh, hasn't been seen. For the whole month in January at this point. So I'm assuming he's done. He's he's out of the company. That's what I'm assuming. Because I haven't seen him. They don't the storylines, they don't finish storylines. WCW did not finish storylines. They just didn't. And I actually like what they were doing with Oklahoma and Dr. Death Steve. I thought it was working. But then where's what happened? Oklahoma started getting more of the heat. Because he was really good at ripping off JR and making he was making fun of JR. And he was really good at it. The crowd responded to it. He got over. So what do they do? They put him in a cruiserweight championship match with Medusa. That's what they do. <laughs> and it I can't even call it a wrestling match. He's not even a cruiserweight. I mean I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. I just know it happened, and Oklahoma ended up winning the match all by himself. Didn't cheat or nothing, just beat her. And oh my God, what do I give this score? Uh, man, um, I give this one a one as well. This pay per view is off to a really bad start at this point. The crowd's like, oh my God, we paid money, or you got tickets for free. I don't know. <laughs> you, you hear that they WCW handed out tickets at, at this point in time. So, well, even before this, like in 98, I believe, they were still handing out tickets um, to fill the arenas. Uh, but, ah, man, it's... I don't know what to say. Uh, to Oklahoma beat Medusa for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, then the next night on Nitro, he relinquished. He, he just he vacates the title and... <sighs> I was warned that WCW 2000 was literally the worst wrestling they've ever seen. Like, people have told me WCW 2000 is the worst it gets for professional wrestling. And I'm, in one, I'm one month in, and I can honestly say it, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> But up next, the fifth match, we got a fatal four-way for the WCW Hardcore title. And I'm going to be honest with you. I actually couldn't remember who won. <laughs> uh, Brian Ovids went in as the champion. He was from the Nasty Boys. He was facing Fit Finley, who I absolutely adore. Norman Smiley, a comedic character. And Ming, formerly known as Haku in WWF. Honestly... This was a hardcore match. There's a lot of trash cans. You know, basic hardcore style WCW match. Trying to, you know, replicate um, WWF at the time. Definitely trying to steal ECW's ways of doing business. Um, 
you know, you get your basic chair shots in, your trash can shots in. Nothing major happened. Nothing outlandish happened uh, in this match. Just didn't. And Brian Oz walked out champion. And I couldn't even remember who won. That's how bad it was. I give this one an 0.5 um, stars. So, you know, it's not very good. Uh, but let's go in. This will be our halfway point. Uh, this is a bunkhouse brawl match. This was supposed to have been the second match between Benoit and Jeff Jarrett, but it, here's what it is. It's Billy Kidman taking on Perry Saturn. Okay. So, I, I was worried at this point because this is also Saturn's last WCW match. He left for WWF at the time, and Malenko... Uh, Saturn, Eddie Guerrero, and Chris Benoit all left for WWF after this night. And w I didn't know at the time, of course, because I remember showing them, them showing up on Raw two weeks later. And I was like, whoa. Um, so this wasn't a really good match. Um, Saturn jumped off of one of the... He, he climbed up the... the the stairs, the steps, and he ended up jumping off the, the bar, breaking a table. Uh, it, it was a decent match. Uh, I just didn't like the ending. Kidman like won with like um, like some kind of some sort of a. It was like X, the X Factor. You know, he was reversing it, turning it into an X Factor, and won the match. Uh, but it was a really good match. It had a lot of energy. The crowd was kind of in it, and. So that one was a pretty good match. Um, it just that uh, it just it took six matches to get a decent match. So that was the first good one. Then you had Booker T with Midnight facing Stevie Ray. Um, yeah, this was about Stevie Ray's jealousy over Midnight. Uh, Another basic match, uh, boring at times, which I don't think Stevie Ray was a good worker. Uh, Booker T was. Um, the big surprise in this match was that Ahmed Johnson, formerly, well, formerly known as Ahmed Johnson in WWF, showed up. His name in WCW is going to be Big T, but he shows up overweight still looking big muscle wise but overweight too so he, he takes out booker t uh that was a kind of a big moment but overall i give this match a 1.5 just it was just it was just basic you know it there was no storytelling in in this match there was really no storytelling in any of the matches except for billy kidman and perry saturn they told a story but that was about it uh Next match is a Tank Abbott facing Jerry Flynn. It lasted a minute, 39 seconds. Tank Abbott punched him in the jaw. It was over. <laughs> they were trying to make... I What I feel they were trying to do with Tank Abbott was trying to make him like Goldberg. But as an MMA fighter. Kind of like what you see as Brock Lesnar today. That's what they were doing with Tank Abbott. It just... He was knocking out people that didn't matter. If he, if he would have knocked out Kevin Nash... Or uh, DDP, or you know, someone like that. Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Goldberg. He would knock out Goldberg. 
he would have made an impact. But he's, he's knocking out Jerry Flynn. Come on. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, eight matches in, right? One good match. Oh, man. <laughs> so, up next, we got the last man standing match between Buff Bagwell and DDP. Now, these two actually told a really good story. These two told a really good story in the ring. It was personal, and you felt it. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this match. I thought Buff looked his best that I've seen him ever look in the ring. DDP carried the match. He, he's a good storyteller when he wants to be. And he wanted to be a good storyteller on that night. It was a really good match, and I give it four I'm going to give it a score of 4. I thought that was, wasn't the best match of the night, but it was definitely the second best match of the night. Uh, it really was. They told a really good story. And that's something WCW wasn't known to do in the late 90s or early 2000s. Uh, they weren't known to tell a good story in the ring. They just weren't. Up next, uh, it's the caged heat match. The Wall was going to be the mystery partner, apparently, with Shane Douglas defeating Billy Kidman. And the match lasted five minutes. It was disappointing that the mystery partner, the mystery guy, was the wall. It made no sense. I would rather it have been Shane Douglas because he has not wrestled a match. <laughs> I don't know if he's wrestled a match since joining WCW at this point. Um, if he, he hadn't wrestled a match in months, I'll tell you that. But... Eh, Nothing exciting happened in the cage. It they they really didn't even use the cage. Uh so you know, this I give this one a, a one. You know? Uh that's what I give it. Alright, up next the hardcore match. The winner will be the WCW commissioner. Kevin Ash from the NWO taking on Terry Funk from the Old Age Outlaws. Um Terry Funk showed a lot of heart. He got busted open. He got busted open really bad. Really bad. And it's funny that you have a hardcore match. You you really have... You had one, you had two, three, you know, four hardcore type matches on this pay-per-view. Kevin Nash Terry Funk, uh, I feel like... Nash didn't really do a whole lot. Didn't take... I don't know if he took maybe one or two bumps. Terry Funk told the story in this match. He w The story was, he got beat up so bad, but he, he, his heart just kept making him get up and get up and get up. And he was not going to quit. He just wasn't going to quit. And I like that. I like that. It reminded me of Mankind versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. Of course, Mankind Undertaker was ten times better, but... Mankind continuing to get up and get up and get up. I, it was what it reminded me of. I think that's what they were going for, and it worked. Uh, overall, I give this match a three. Uh, it was decent enough. I mean, Kevin Ash, in my opinion, really couldn't go. Uh, he was just a big guy that, you know, they thought had a good look. And I compare Kevin Ash to Roman Reigns. Um, Roman's more athletic than Kevin Nash, but still, he, I don't look at him as a, a guy that can really work hard. I mean, I, I know he works harder for what he does, but I don't think he's a good performer. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. And I, I know not a lot of people are going to agree with that, but that's my opinion. 
But anyway, I thought the match was decent. And I think it was decent because of Terry Funk's work ethic. Uh, he made the match what it was. So, up next is the main event. Alright. It's the WCW World Titles vacant special referee Arn Anderson. It's Chris Benoit for no apparent reason against Sid Vicious. They just threw him together. And it's Chris Benoit's last match with the company. Um, I honestly do not know why they gave the... Okay, here's the thing. Benoit beats Sid. I think a lot of people know this. But I don't understand why they gave it to a guy that was leaving. It didn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense why you give a title to a guy that's leaving. It's backwards. You know, it's just back. I guess they did it hoping he would stay. He did not. But this match was Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, Psycho Sid, Sid. It was his best match I've ever seen. Chris Benoit brought so much out of Sid in this match. Uh, this match was really good. And, and previously, I would say best match... Sid had was against Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series 96, I believe. Yes, it was definitely 96 because 97 was the Montreal screw job. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was Sid's best match I've ever seen until I watched this one. And this one was great. It was a great, ma it was a great match. Benoit brought it. Sid brought it. I never seen Sid look better. Benoit always brought it. Uh, it was a great great match told a great story both men just wouldn't give up you know they wouldn't they brought the best out of each other on that night and uh, a little controversy at the end which i didn't think was necessary to do but it was the only way they i think it was a backup plan honestly i think if benoit didn't stay they could fall back on this that sid's foot was under the rope um when he tapped out but honestly, it was a great match. Uh, I always wonder if Benoit, Eddie, Saturn, Malenko would have stayed. You know, what would have happened with the company moving forward? Because moving forward, they lost four key guys. Malenko, one of the best cruiserweight champions they ever had. Saturn, one of the best technical wrestlers they just, they've ever had. Um, Eddie... They didn't bring out much of Eddie. You didn't see a lot of Eddie. Like you, you didn't see his personality, really. In WWE, you saw his personality. But in WCW, you really didn't. You didn't know what you had with Eddie. You really didn't know. And Benoit, you know, the best technical wrestler I have personally ever seen. The best. Um, and it's, it's debatable. You can say Kurt Angle. You can say Bret Hart. You can say whoever, you know, you want a technical wrestling, but in my opinion, it was Chris Benoit. Um, but you know, it was a really good match. I, I'm gonna give it 4.5. My score right there is a 4.5. Um, overall, though, man, I, I would really have to calculate this, <laughs> I, but I, you know, I'm not even gonna calculate it. You know, I'm just gonna give an answer uh, real quick. Uh, overall thoughts, terrible pay-per-view with a few bright spots. Uh, like I said, Kidman and Saturn was good. Buff and DDP was good. Nash and Terry Funk was decent. Crispin Wonsted Vicious was awesome. Uh, four matches that I personally liked out of 12. 
I would say that's pro. I'm not a mathematician or nothing. Um, this is just off the top of my head. I would say it's about a 1.75. Um, yeah, but if not, I, I feel like it's a 1.5 for overall the pay-per-view. One of the absolute worst pay-per-views I've ever seen. Uh, the fact they put this on pay-per-view and people ordered this, ordered this and paid to go see this live is a disgrace. Um, and I'm telling you right now, watching it right now, I can see how WCW went under. They deserved it. You know, they deserved it. They put on a, a, a terrible product. And I say WWE's terrible today. I have said that. If you know me, I've said it. Uh, Royal Rumble was good. But overall, I feel like they they just stopped caring. But they don't put on a product like this. <laughs> they don't. It's better than this. It's much better than this. I don't think... I don't... This is like... Last time I saw TNA. Uh... On, on television. Last time I actually watched them. Uh, their product was better than this. And their product has went way down. But it was still better than this. So I'm, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see Booker T's rise to the main event. I'm curious to see Jeff Jarrett's rise to the main event. But at the same time, I know it's their rise to the main event. It's because they had no one. They had nobody. They had to push people that weren't main eventers. And Booker T was not a main eventer at this point in time, and Jeff Jarrett was never going to be in WWE. You know, he, he just wasn't. And even though I thought he had it in him, they he just didn't connect with an audience. From the days I've seen him in WWE to early WCW and now WCW, he, he still doesn't connect to the audience. They're pushing him, but he's not connecting as a main heel. He's he's just not. Now TNA, he did a great job of what I saw, but but as far as WCW story, uh, WCW sold out 2000. It really is one of the absolute worst pay-per-views I've ever seen. Uh man, it's just bad. But the bright spot, of, the bright spot of this of this pay-per-view is Chris Benoit and Sid. Um. Chris Benoit's last match with Sid was, uh, I, I consider it a classic. I thought it was really good. I do. I, re I really did. Uh, plus, Buff and DDP put on a good match. And, uh, you know, you know, I just felt it was good. I felt those matches, the, there's only four, but out of 12, but I thought they were good. And, you know, what can you say? I mean... You can't really say much. I mean, it was it was a terrible pay per view overall, but those were the bright spots. And I'm scared to watch more of WCW. I think up next for me is Super Brawl 2000, and I don't know the card. I think it's gonna be Sid and then Jeff Jarrett and maybe Scott Hall. He's in and out of WCW at this point in time. He. But I don't know. I, I, it's going to be hard to watch. But I'm going to get through it. Because I'm really looking for the WWE side of 2000. I am up to the Royal Rumble. I'm about to watch that soon. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I'll review that. Uh, but yeah, I mean... I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to say right now. But 
I find I think it's going to be really difficult to get through WCW 2000. Uh, I guess the bright spot is <laughs> I only have 14 months to go uh, to finish WCW, um, which is sad, but they they did this to themselves, you know. So, but anyway, that's been my thoughts on WCW Sold Out 2000. Uh, Couple bright spots, but mostly it was a it was a it was it was a trash pay per view. It, they put it on trash, they put out trash, and that's unfortunate. But you can see the end results and why they went out of business. You know, they don't even look at this point in time. They didn't even look like a number two wrestling company. They they look second rate, and. I don't know when that that had to start happening sometime in 1999 when they started to look second rate. The production value went down. And it's really down right now. And I don't see it coming back before they go out of business. So it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. You know, they gave, they lost the war. They gave a, gave tremendous effort to beat WWF, but it just didn't happen. And... They crashed and burned, and people left, and they had to push people that weren't stars. Uh, I mean, you know, they. It's, anytime you got Oklahoma versus Medusa, Medusa for any kind of title, any kind of title, you know you're in. You know you're on your deathbed, basically. You're on your deathbed. Uh, but anyway, that's been my thoughts for WCW Sold Out 2000. Uh, my next one will be the Royal Rumble 2000. And after that, I think it'll be Super Brawl 2000. Um, uh, but as far as current pay-per-views go, I will try to review uh, the Saudi Arabia show that's coming up. Uh, I wish I could review AEW, but I don't have a way to watch it. So uh, I'm not going to be able to review that. Uh, thank you come out on dvds i will watch them and i will review those pay-per-views but unless that happens i won't be able to i can't even watch the show uh because we got rid of it we got rid of the you know the we had hulu live channels we got rid of the live channels, so i can't watch it anymore i was enjoying it though i really was it was it was a good you know second choice i guess you could say uh alternative uh it was it was good I really enjoyed it. I love La Champion, Chris Jericho. I, 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 I do. John Monsley, I love him. Uh, Cody, love him. Dustin Rhodes, love him. Uh, MJF, love him. Uh, there's a lot of people I love on that show. Uh, the uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Jungle Boy, love him. He's a future star if they book him right. But anyway, this has been about sold out. Uh, hopefully you... Enjoy the review. Uh, hopefully it was entertaining. Um, I hated to, I hate to put down a, a show, but it just wasn't very good. Like I said, I give it a 1.75 uh, markouts. I think that's what it would come out to be. But um, one of the worst pay-per-views I've ever seen, though. It truly was one of the worst. Uh, I don't know if there was a. There's been some bad ones in WCW, though. A uh, few bright spots. It's been a long time since I've seen a show that was 
really good from start to finish for WCW. Um, I think there was a couple in 97, but uh, overall this one was really bad with a few bright spots. But that's been my review. Hopefully you enjoyed it. This has been Brandon Spivey from the Markout Movie Podcast.